In the name of the Lord of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. We move toward the season of preparation, and in doing so, I wanted to share a colleague's prayer written for this season and for our nation. Dear Lord, we ask only a few things more. O God, a few small mustard seed size, faithful, saving things to walk with you in each moment without plotting for tomorrow. And so to really consider the birds of the air and the lilies of the field and to find the treasures hidden in the round of the daily. To learn by leaning into your spirit, to be present to others without preoccupation, to engage without having to win, to engage, to disagree without being judgmental, to accept outcomes without despair, to succeed or fail without misplacing hope, to tune to the bracing hum of the stars, to fathom enough without dismissing fathomless mystery of your creation. Our brothers and sisters, and the grace and the mercy and the power of your embrace that holds close each small one of us and anything and everything, all together in the person of Jesus. Amen. This Sunday, our passages seem a little strange. They seem a little mystifying. For as we are about to embrace the most wonderful time of the year, we are confronted with Jesus' death on the cross. Why can't we have a passage that is a little bit more uplifting, a little bit more celebratory? But alas, we must confront this way to prepare for what comes next. Therefore, just next Sunday, after this Sunday, the Feast of Christ the King, we begin again with four Sundays in the Advent season. Of course, earlier this morning, we started by using the Advent wreaths that our children made to help us on that journey to the manger to greet the Christ child. And for the next four weeks, these Advent wreaths will help us to prepare, to ready ourselves. And I can think of all the ways in which I will prepare, and I'm sure you can too, we will decorate our houses with creches and Christmas decorations. We will attend Christmas parties and gatherings. We will shop to find the perfect gifts. And probably we will get frustrated along the way with the crowds, the cars, the discouraging people who have parked in our Keller Williams spaces, and all the other things that we have been unable to find in seeking that perfect gift. We will make eggnog and we will sing carols. And there is so much to fit into the next four weeks. So very much. And yet, today is Christ the King. The end. The eschatological time when the world is all in all. And as I began to justify and contemplate these, particularly the readings 
which don't fit very well with two little boys being baptized and brought and welcomed into the household of God. Not quite, but perhaps. I found my mind drifting to the 1970s, to a certain movie made from a hilarious board game called Clue. Now, many of you know Connor Mustard, Mrs. Peacock, Mrs. White, Miss Scarlet, Professor Plum, the butler, the cook, the body. All there. They've all been invited to attend a dinner party at an old scary mansion up at the summit of a hill. All are told to dress their parts for their character and to not reveal their true identity. And so they gather, confused, trying to determine who everyone else is and how they are connected. And so then it happens that they find Mr. Body's body, presumably dead, and the finger-pointing begins. They spend the rest of the movie trying to not get killed themselves and trying to find out who did it, with what, and in what room. Finally, at the end, the police arrive, and I think in probably one of the best lines in the whole movie, the chief of police rings the doorbell, and when the door opens, he announces, the kingdom of God is at hand. From there, there are, of course, a multiple of endings of what could have happened. Now, my family and I find this movie hysterical. We like movies from that time and funny movies. We've watched it so many times that we've had to buy it twice more. And yet, we analyze each frame to see who is missing. Who could have possibly committed the murders without being suspected? But I'm always left with the feeling of what could have actually happened. And would it have changed everything? This morning, we embrace readings that are strange, that are eschatological, that denote and same and bring the same tones. Prepare. The kingdom of God is near. We listen to the words of leaders and soldiers and one criminal. They did not absorb the reality of what was about to happen. They could not see beyond themselves, but they could certainly judge the right way. They were caught in pointing fingers and taunting one another. They thought that Jesus would certainly be dead after this ordeal was finished, and therefore they could move on with their lives. Most of those featured in their characters who had shown up, do not give a thought to what could actually happen. Yet the one criminal, the one to the left, sees the truth. He realized that he was the one who should die for his actions, but he understands that Jesus should not. He asked Jesus to remember him, as he comes into his kingdom. A moment across the ages. A moment of reconciliation, forgiveness, trust, hope, faith. 
Those are the gifts in which Jesus allows us to be prepared for the coming of the kingdom. Our actions in these weeks ahead throughout Advent prepare us. But be aware, they can either prepare us for the perfect Christmas with presents and boxes and bows and lavish flowers all placed in this church and under sparkling Christmas trees. Or they can prepare us to meet Jesus, who in turn gives us the perfect gift. You see, turning our attention to another preparation, we baptize two new members into the household of God, into the family, our family, of Christ. Henry Blue Artemenko and Connor Harold Tully come this day to be welcomed. And we welcome them into the Good Shepherd's sheepfold. We promise to stand together as we take our vows to help raise them in Christ's love and Christ's light. And we too pledge ourselves to stand together, each by each, just as surely as we held hands last week after our election and stood together to say our prayers. For what a beautiful way to start our Advent preparations, welcoming two little boys. The knowledge of what could actually happen in their lives is made real. The actuality is that the love of God surrounds each of us as we support each of them and one another. The act makes reconciliation reality. Therefore, we are reminded of not only what could happen, but rather what will. Through God's grace, compassion, love, and forgiveness, we will forever be one of his sheep that he has found and is now taking home. So prepare. The kingdom of God draws near. Live into what will happen. Live into what will happen. Amen.